This is uh, StoochCast episode 134, Protector of the Inns, post-memorial day, fun, it's your boy, Andy Stoochel, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have a Mr. Casey Willison. Yeah, special wouldn't be the word I'd use, but I do appreciate the sentiment, my friend. How have yeah, you been? All, I've been great. How, how have you been during this during this these uh, unprecedented times? Yeah, this truly trying times of national <laughs> national fire and brimstone. Yes, it's uh, it, it's been it's been something, but you know, there's a there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, even if that's in December or next June or. Whenever the fuck this Rona shit's done with. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like, it's just the picture of this. It's like the average American at this point. It's just you're drinking, you're drinking a beer. You know, you're hanging out. You got a cig. You're smoking a cig. Even maybe if you don't really smoke, you got like a real light menthol, perhaps. Like Casey did, whatever I <laughs> faced out of him earlier before this. He was just all American. You got the Marlboro. You got the Marlboro packs. Regular now again, we are, we are not endorsing smoking on this podcast. No, kids. we don't. We don't. We do not. I am just saying it's an option. It, it is an option. It is an option, and frankly, uh, it just feels so good. But we are not endorsing it. Yeah, you look cool as hell doing it, especially with a leather jacket. Uh, I need to get myself a leather jacket on on the corner of a of a beat up old street in the city. You look real cool with it, but we don't advocate doing that. No, no. Uh, chew on a fucking like straw or some shit. I don't know. Eat some, eat some like fucking sunflower seeds. There, yeah, there find, some other, like, find another quirk, you know, something quirky to make you different. <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's an addiction. Don't do it. But, I, I like it. And so, speaking of uh, uselessly spending money on shit we shouldn't be, how have you been spending your uh, your $1,200 checks? My $1,200 check? Um, I just spent it, uh, beer and, uh, you know, uh, good times. And, um, you know, good times can mean anything. It can, you know, it's, it's an open-ended uh, I, I, I appreciate the vagueness. Uh, yeah, it's good times. Uh, I just watched, I just watched uh, the Last Dance with uh, Michael Jordan in it. And to be honest, after watching it, now I want to go buy some J's. I That's mean, how good the marketing is. If it works, it works. Yeah, I know. I want to buy like seven pairs, one for each day of the week. Because you got to look fly every day of the week. Every day, yeah. yeah I struggle got- with like getting like a blue or something though. A blue, like a blue, like like just something like a blue or a green, like Jordan, mm. like because those it's tough to match those colors and like look good in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I I was never the kind of person to really give a shit about fashion, like <laughs> so, like I I am perfectly content. I am the kind of person actually, and everyone in my local community knows this for a fact. To just go out and about on my daily business in a fucking bathrobe, and I'm yeah. all about. Like Casey, you strike me as the kind of guy you get a pair of like you get a pair of Dockers and you wear you wear those shits for like for like ten years till it's just you see like the bottom like inside you know it just slowly decays away you know like you like my bare feet are actually tuck, touching the floor 
and the shoe yeah. is just for appearances. And yeah, I'll still exactly. be wearing them. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened to the my doctors now too. I've had them like two, three years. We started letting I just put them on. Nobody will notice. You know. Yeah, it's That's the best like thing. Little, yeah, instead of just going out and spending another 40, 50 bucks. I know. You can spend it on beer. <laughs> like, there's so many better things you can spend that shit on. Like cigarettes, which we don't advocate. And are expensive, so you need some money for them. Yeah. I have actually gotten in the habit of uh, driving my pale ass all the way to West Virginia just to get cigarettes for cheaper. That's how bad the addiction is, folks. I'm crossing state lines to satisfy it. Was this during uh, these um, these trying times, or was this uh, beforehand? Uh, if it's technically a crime, I'm going to wait until the statute of limitations passes before I say yes or no. Okay, that's good. You know, uh, I think I the know right lawyers, way- Casey. I've, they've come on the podcast, believe it or not. Very I, great people. It's good to know a couple. Like, oh, yes. Like a lot. Yes, it's always nice to have an agent of the devil in your back pocket. There you go. <laughs> I say that with the utmost respect for some lawyers. Agent, I, uh, of, uh, agent of truth and justice when they're course. working for me. When they're of working course. for me. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I just, get down to... Uh, yeah, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, uh, I had to read a book recently about the assassination of MLK, and there's one real piece of shit lawyer, but we don't need to bring that up yet. That's the topic. Is it F. Lee Bailey? Actually, no. It's someone even worse. Fucking... Yeah, well, well, we'll get to it later. But you want to bring something up? Drive yeah, the these, conversation uh, these, somewhere. These big, uh, you know, we like to we like to ask hard hitting questions on the podcast. Everybody knows this, all right. And I'm going to ask you, uh, Mr. Wilson, is uh, how do you do it? How do I do it? Well, I mean, first you like you buy them a drink and you tell them they're pretty, and then if you're lucky, they go back to your place or you go to theirs and. Oh, we're not talking about that. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I don't know. You wake up and you're like, I'm a piece of shit, but I own that. And you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, cognizant of the fact that you have no right to do so. And it gets a little bit easier every time. It definitely definitely comes with age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. My old bones are really starting to creak. I'll sit down on a chair and I'll groan like my dad does at 50. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. Back pain becomes a thing in your mid-20s. Oh, truth. Truth. It starts to come in. You got, I gotta, like, stretch and shit now. It's horrible. I mean, I feel kind of better for people in our generation that can still, that are doing, like, service-related jobs so they gotta stand up. I mean, that's bad for you, too, but, like, at least you're moving around. If you work in an office setting, like, God, Ooh. imagine doing yeah. that for like fifty fucking years. I've done a, I've done a few of those. Just like, it's just, it's so hard to keep good posture. Oh, impossible. I mean, you know, there's some paragons among us, but fuck those guys for making me feel bad. <laughs> I had a dude like I had a like a like a like a boss walk in once and he just saw me kind of like slouching over like on my computer and he just goes, what the hell is with his posture in like a Southern thick Southern accent. And it just makes oh, everything, yeah. it makes any, anything funnier when like a guy just starts going off in like a Southern accent. There's just a swagger to it. I, I, <laughs> I see it as like a certain parody, like, okay. <laughs> just like, we're, we're just going to go there then. It's, 
They don't care, dude. They don't care. <laughs> there's something there's something valorous about that, I suppose. But um Ah oh, Beer's good. It's so good. Like I love beer. There's actually I'm not an anthropologist. I, my my specialty in history extends as far back as like 1850, maybe 1750 on a good day. Yeah. But uh, there's there's some theories in anthropology circles that like the reason humanity committed to the 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 agricultural revolution because like before that you only had to work maybe four to six hours a day to get all the food you needed to live and you could spend the rest of the time painting and fucking and singing and doing all the nice things that people love. So why would you like decide to spend 12 hours of a day for at least six months of the year to plant crops and maintain them only to barely survive afterwards unless you wanted something for it? Well, theoretically... The thing people really wanted was, sooner or later, over the 100,000 years of our existence, we discovered that if you plant the right kind of shit and let it ferment and do some special things with it, it can get you really fucked up. And so they just kept wanting to do that in larger and larger quantities, that thing that gets them fucked up being alcohol, and bada bing bada boom, you have people committing to agriculture. Yeah, that, pro- that probably definitely led to a boom when fermentation was discovered. Yeah. Wasn't it discovered in Mesopotamia? And I've, I've read that, like, women discovered it. I mean, it it was discovered concurrently in a couple different areas. Well, I mean, pretty much everywhere around the world. I don't think there's a single culture okay. that's existed yeah, really- that, ha- that hasn't been able to ferment something into getting them fucked up. Like, we, we, we will discover a way to make some mind-altering substance. Like, like LSD, Timothy Leary. True working-class hero, Timothy Leary. <laughs> Didn't he, like, make 90% of the country's LSD in his fucking bathtub? I, is that... I'm not... I'm not, like, too familiar with Timothy. I just know he's, like, the LSD guy. He was like tune in, tune out, drop out, or something. Right? Yeah, that was that like his saying. Right. I remember that from like, remember that from like tenth grade, like social studies history class. I'm this pretty is Timothy sure. Leary. I'm pretty sure, actually, it may it, whether it was Timothy Leary that discovered LSD or if it was someone else, but whoever discovered it, like first made it, uh, they accidentally took some of it, and they were starting to feel weird, so they got on their bike and started started like cycling around their small town and i'm just like imagine being the first person in all of human history to have an acid trip just like riding a bike through town i i i I, what i would give to like be in that dude's mind for that 12 hours the first acid trip the first acid like that that's i say that's more monumental than neil armstrong First, being the person to step foot on the moon. Oh, def- oh, for sure. If it even happened. Oh, of course. Like, <laughs> moon landing never happened. Uh, it's disputed. It, yeah, it, it is. It, it is an incontrovertible fact that the moon doesn't exist and it's actually made of cheese, if it does exist. Yeah, if it's not just some, you know, one of your, like, those, like, old projectors from, like, sixth grade, well, just a big one that they always pointed to. At oh, exactly yeah. the right time every night. And the right angle, and, like, they've been <laughs> doing it for forever. 
yeah, yeah. The moon isn't real, folks. Yeah, don't don't check us on that. We know but, it. We've confirmed it. Yes, it. it we, this is groundbreaking information. Because that's what happens when you take LSD. You find out the moon <laughs> landing didn't happen. It, it's truly, it's truly a mind-opening substance. It's like taking the red pill. Only um, instead of a pill, it's like a sheet, and it tastes kind of bitter. Ah, uh, fond memories of my misspent youth. Is uh, I feel like ta- I've never tried it, but it's like I feel like just the first person to take acid, that'd probably be closer to like whatever D whatever DMT would would be like. I hear, I've read that DMT is the most powerful drug. I have met people that have taken it. I've never personally tried it, but they all attest to the fact that it's like being awake for one of your dreams. And uh, I don't know, man. I've 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 taken some stuff. I've I've allowed my mind to be altered, but that's that's to an extent that I don't ever want to see. It's like <laughs> like you ever see someone on a salvia trip, you know? Yeah, it's, just it's like. like you're like you're sitting there for 15 minutes watching them like silently rocking back and rock back and forth just having a moment and then at the end of the end of it they're like what it, it's been like two years right and you're just you're sitting like, there like no 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 dude i i literally drank one beer over the course of your trip just watching and laughing and smirking uh, like another hit from the sig it's honestly, I've never taken salvia, but I imagine it's more enjoyable to watch someone go through it than it is to actually go through it. Yeah. Not like Mark. that with acid. It's like acid is one of those drugs that takes like 12 to 16 hours to get out of your system. So no one wants to be a spectator for that. I've never, uh, I've never tried either. That's, <laughs> that, that is fair. That is fair. Uh, we probably should. Like- I've smoked the marijuana like a few times and it was just like it was just like unpleasant. Like I got like paranoid and it was just like it was not it was not very pleasant to feel See, paranoid. I'm like, this isn't pleasant. I like just relax leaning back, like drinking a beer. Yeah, contrary to most stoners' beliefs, uh I actually discovered this recently. There is a uh a weed induced nauseous disease that can arise and it's really only been discovered since states started legalizing marijuana where like what was previously attributed to like this random bout of vomit vomiting that would happen to people is now shown to be like yeah it's been shown that they smoke weed and that's what causes it it's a small portion of the population but like contrary to what stoners would say weed is not a fucking cure-all and it ain't for everyone yeah it um I, although I, the one time I did have a pleasant experience was I think I was it was it was going to a baseball game I had a brownie beforehand we were like up in like the nosebleeds like sitting up there watching a baseball game it was pretty like pleasant it was like it felt like almost like a like a massage for like your body or something. it was just nice being up in the air like a good breeze although what was funny is like somebody just like they turned around and they just vomited. Like oh. right off the right off like the top, oh. <laughs> like in so the I think like the, one of the people that t- I think they tried something and then they just were just puking. <laughs> oh god! Oh, just right god. down into like those 
and we were like way in the back on like that last seat. So if you turn around and like say if you turn around, you just like spit down, like it could draw and it would like hit some walking in like the um the uh, what do you call sidewalk. it baseball stadiums. Like I guess one yeah. of the sidewalks if you're like going to like, you know, seat, you know, in section three ten or whatever, you know, and going to get like your refreshments and stuff. Yeah. Like if you were right near like a trash can throwing something away, that could have dropped on you. Oh my god. I don't think I... it did, but like, oh jeez. I would stick around to see. Like you gotta, you gotta understand the consequences of it. Yeah. But, uh, that's kind of funny you bring that up. Uh, I went with my brother-in-law to Canada for his bachelor party, uh, like two or three months ago from now, before now, and uh, in Canada, it's recreationally legal all across the country. So uh, of course, I was tasked with uh, being the resident stoner of that group. I was tasked with. Uh, acquiring for them all the materials needed for them to enjoy their sojourn. And uh, I, I got some edibles for myself. They were fucking... They were the strongest shit I have ever had in my life. Like, I wow. don't think I, I, I... It was the highest I've ever been. It got to a point where we, we were in this, like, penthouse fucking uh, luxury condo or whatever that they rented through Airbnb in downtown Toronto. And it's like dozens of stories above like the downtown area and the fucking that sounds nice it, it sounds nice but i'm the kind of person that's afraid of heights so oh. like so like the the fucking the balcony for it is only like a meter maybe a meter and a half wide and like that glass railing doesn't look that strong to me so like i take those brownies and i just look out there and i'm a smoker so i got to go out and smoke about once every hour and when that time came i looked at that i i went out there i I pressed my back as far away from the edge as possible, practically sitting down on the ground, but I was even too nervous for that. It's like shakily smoking as a wind is pressing against my face. And like five puffs in, I'm like, all right, fuck this noise. And I just go inside. I think that's the only time I've ever voluntarily chosen not to smoke. And it was thanks to that brownie. Yeah. And my very irrational fear of heights. Was, um, Toronto's a really, uh, great town oh it is it's so fucking beautiful very clean that's yeah why I just walking around yeah super uh, super clean although i gotta say the cleanest city i've ever been to was uh i've been to Am i went to amsterdam earlier this year with a friend of mine and we were only there for a couple hours because we were going to other cities around the area but like it was like disneyland for adults i'm telling you what man like there wasn't a single bit of dirt or refuse anywhere in the sidewalks like they were i almost got ran over by crowds of people biking to work like it was it was like yeah, a, a lot fucking, of bikers right yeah yeah and it's like it's a fucking utopia it looks like at least from my byzantine my fucking pittsburgh perspective it's like it's one of the most beautiful cities on earth you can smoke weed practically anywhere uh the people are all fucking smiling at you. They have so many fucking beautiful bars and side streets and, oh, uh, God. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check. What other cities were you like doing like a multi-city like tour we, of Europe? We not necessarily. We went to London for a couple days and like I would recommend London to anybody, but the place is kind of fucking grungy and dirty. Like no matter where the fuck you go, which I mean it's London. Who the fuck cares? You're there to get yeah. drunk. Yeah, it's a two million, a two million, two thousand year old city. So yeah, exactly. And uh, after that, we spent a couple of days in Frankfurt, and from there, we took a train to Amsterdam. 
Fun fact, uh, train transfers, they fucking suck. They're about as bad as plane transfers, and you do not want to be up 48 hours just to go visit a city for eight of those hours. That's a lesson I learned the hard way. I've heard that you go to Europe, you just get like a Euro rail pass. You can just go anywhere if you get the passport. It was absurdly fucking cheap. Like, we booked it the day before, and it was like maybe a... Less than a hundred euros for there and back, which I mean is even cheaper than what it would cost to take a plane, and certainly cheaper than like using a car. It's just like the mass transit available in Europe is so much better than anything we've got in America. But you know, they also are a lot more like tightly compacted countries, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think it's like just like the de- the density there is probably like on average like you know, 500 people or whatever. Population density-wise, it's probably more than you. U.S. is so spread out. Like, you head out, just go out west, and it's... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Be a lot of nothing. Oh, yeah. My sister, she uh, she recently got a job in U- well, in Colorado, but it's, like, right across the border from Utah, so she's living there. And it's, like, her town is, like, oh, 31,000, and that's considered fucking big where she's at. And I just can't wrap my head around that, even though I live in a tiny fucking town, Pittsburgh, and we have a population of what, like, a million, a million and a half in the greater Pittsburgh area, if that. Yeah, something like that. Probably like two million. Yeah, that's even including, like, two or three counties around us. Yeah, just, like, the whole, adding up the whole thing. I went out to, um, I was out in Akron, Ohio, Mm. because they had... They had stand up. That's a blessing city. They had an open bar. It's just <laughs> drinks for cheap. You could get beer. It was like two bucks. Oh, well, you can't beat that. All right. I, I, I can't that, shit on that. That entices you. And then uh, gas yeah, was like 195 195 a gallon? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's kind of awesome, actually. I mean, personal cars being the death of all mankind aside, like 145 a gallon is pretty nice. One ninety-five, not one, one, not one ninety. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't. Even, I didn't mean to make it sound too good. Uh, yeah, we just—that's probably like, it's probably sub-state but that has like super cheap. It's probably like Louisiana or something. Louisiana, it's like Texas, this, or... Louisiana. It's like this is why you come here. Forget the voodoo. Like this is why you come here. It's just forget hurricanes, voodoo. You know. Oh, the voodoo is cheap so dope. So. The voodoo. Yeah, I'm all about the voodoo. I, I what my, my, my capstone course for history when I was taking that was uh was on the transatlantic slave trades. So there's a section on like the enslaved people's religious practices and voodoo is just such an interesting fucking amalgamation of faiths. I don't know, man. It's beautiful. But like uh I don't know, Louisiana also has its uh its problems, all those southern states do. All the states in the Americas do, but it's a little salient there. But yeah. I just want to go to. Uh, I just want to go down to uh, to New Orleans sometime. Uh, can you imagine being in New Orleans for Mardi Gras? My brother went. It was a good time. Really? What do you have to say said about beer, it? Said uh, it was fun. It was cool, but beers are like ten bucks. Oh fuck. Isn't that supposed to be, like, the day where everyone gets as fucked up as possible? Shouldn't beers be, like, a quarter? I think he... I, maybe they, like, went, like... 
they went like a touristy area. They were upcharging. You got to find yeah. the. Uh, yeah, you got to find like, the holes in the wall. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, get some good food there. Good eating. Get some jambalaya. Get oh, some. Uh, you know, watch out for the rednecks. You know. I, I mean, think people try to convert. They cut. They'll like. They'll have like uh, ministers and stuff. Will. I think. Down south, they'll come and they'll um. Don't go to places like Mardi Gras and like be shaming you for doing oh. this. Don't participate. Do not be doing this. <laughs> oh, that's dope. And they can just watch as all the. Well, all right. I'm not gonna get into that. But uh, <laughs> that that must be kind of fun. Like you get to go down there and pretend like you hate everything while still implicitly celebrating it. I don't know. It's like those fucking anti-abortion protesters that always go to pit like every fucking year. Like I saw, I saw one of those once. It was like, uh, it's it was, like, it was like RMU. It was like bloody, like they just yeah. big images and stuff. Yeah, uh, they don't, very, they don't give a very, flying uh, fuck. Yeah, it was very like, it was very like bizarre. I was like, are we, I, I always felt like, are we being invaded? Like, what? What's, <laughs> are they Is this what Red Dawn feels Ford? like? Are they, they're invading Moon Township. Like, who, <laughs> who cares about us? Like, why the fuck know. are you guys even here? There was an episode of uh, Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, where they went to Louisiana, and they were kind of like out in the, um, uh, what do they call it? They were out in just like the French, like the rural French Catholic area, and it's just... They like just, Cajun country? Cajun, Cajun country, man. They were like, they were nuts. They just like, they just have these parties where they like get together, I think, dress up in costumes and stuff for Mardi Gras. It's like a different type of Mardi Gras. They dress up in costumes, just fuck each other up, have football, wrestle, be, like, pounded Bud Light. <laughs> they all were pounding Bud Light. That was all everybody was drinking. I mean, that just sounds like... This makes me want to go to Louisiana. This does, like, talking about Louisiana, it just makes me want to go for all... for You know what? It makes sense. Just the hurricanes, the voodoo, Cajun country, food, you know, the French influence, like... It's all there. It's definitely a unique I mean, the, state. The food alone should be incentive enough to go there. But yeah, it, it is it, it is a land of contrasts, and you can't help but love that. Something different. It, something it, is, it is something different, and no matter where you go, well, no, if you, at least in New Orleans, no matter where you go, you're, uh, you'll have a good time. The good times Probably. will find let well let the good times roll. The good time will find you. You know, if you're yeah. in New Orleans, it'll find you. You just walk out the street, and it's there. You know, just like I don't know, some some trucker whipping out his just pissing against Johnson. The wall. Oh yeah, classic. Oh yeah, bear bear satchels. I mean, when in Rome, you know. Yeah. All right, next question. Paper or plastic? I mean, paper is a lot easier to write on. No, I, I guess, like, paper. At the end of the day, like, fuck trees. Nice. Yeah, uh... No, but realistically, uh, pl plastic is a, a, a dangerous fucking commodity, and uh, 
every kind of petrochemical derivative is inherently evil and fuck it all. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. Fuck it. Fuck it. But I, but I, but I will admit though that like having to pay money, like even a quarter to like get a paper bag that I'm going to forget to bring to the supermarket later anyway is kind of a fucking, it kind of pisses me off. How about I like, I make a plastic, uh, I keep the plastic bag, but I just reuse it. So, you know, that's, that's useful. I end up using the plastic bags I get from Giant Eagle to clean up the kitty litter. So, we're at least getting some return value. We always, we always find, like, I always save my Giant Eagle plastic bags for anything. Some people are using them as a mask early on in the pandemic era, era you know? I don't know uh, that's the safest thing to do, but... Uh, yeah, let me let me cover my nose and mouth with an impermeable thing, and yeah. <laughs> yeah breathe, they do it, breathe out that CO two. That's just all CO two. There's no real filter. Tell you what, though, you'll have never been calmer in your life. It'll. It's like it's like drugging yourself. Yeah, That's a drug issue. It's it's like taking whippets, but even cheaper. There you go. Yep. That's one thing I'm glad I never did. I used to work at Giant Eagle, and when I was at Giant, I was like, sometimes I'd bag, and when I was a bagger, I'd ask people paper or plastic, and there was just a particular type of customer they wanted the paper in the plastic. You know, they just wanted to double up. They want the paper in the plastic, double up. Well, sometimes it's like you'd have older customers come through, and they wanted like, um, you know, say they just they had heavy items, they just like that extra security. The plastic would rip. You know, you don't want all those eggs and bread, just all those eggs cracking or you drop your your orange juice and that spills out or your diet Snapple. Uh, How else am I going to get my factoid unless I double bag? There you go. Yeah. The issues of the the Corona world of 2020. These are 2020 issues. Yeah. And we're solving them right here. I just, uh, that's some fucking Karen energy right there, I feel like. Oh, high There's, Karen vibes. Yeah, so I'm I like... Have a Karen jo- I have a Karen joke for you. Oh, yes. Hit me with it. Okay, two, two Karens walk into a bar just so they could speak to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> I looked that one up when I posted, like, I looked that up on, like, I posted that on Twitter, and, like, I... I, I just posted that and then I searched it saying, did anyone else copy this? I'm like, no, I'm like, I thought this was like a thought everyone would have, but like, I guess, but people probably thought it said it, whatever. But like, I, I don't know. It just, it's like one of the, it seems to be like under your nose. You know what I mean? Like it's right there. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's funny. That's what I try to. It's like, uh, what was that one South Park joke there? They made like the Carlos Mencia episode. Fucking, uh, Kanye West is a gay fish. Oh yeah, do you like fish sticks? Yeah, then you're a gay fish. It's like, like the most sticks. obvious. It's like the most <laughs> obvious thing that you don't think about until like that epiphany finally gets you. It's like it just it became a pop culture phenomenon for a few years. Yes, and uh, and we were all the better for it. I think it's just like if um, if for a show like South Park, I feel like if they make fun of you, I think that that I would take that as like making it. Yeah, for real. Like, you're like that it, prominent of a figure that they want to make fun of you. If they like have to go through the trouble like, of, like, designing a South Park character to look like you, then you're in. You made it. 
like a lot of my heroes have been made fun of on there, like uh, Kanye West for one. They make fun of Bono a couple times. They do make fun of Bono. It, it, it's always hysterical. Oh yeah, he's like, the like, biggest like, piece of shit. Yeah, the more crap. Yeah. <laughs> he is eighty-seven Curix. <laughs> yeah, we measure it in Katie Curix. That's how we measure this crap. And then like there's like the cut scene where he's just like <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's just like he's just dancing through like an impoverished country, you know, trying to save everybody. <laughs> and he answers the phone, he's just like he gets a phone call, he answers the phone right in the middle, he's just like, Hello, hello. Uh, it's adorable. Uh my favorite person they made fun of in no small part because they did an episode talking about how they erroneously made fun of him was uh al gore like did you see the newer seasons episode where uh man pig like comes back and everyone knows about it and like they all accept that it's a thing but like there's a moment where like man pig is about to attack is attacking a diner there's a family around a table and the and the mom is like honey our, it's it's man pig he's gonna kill us we need to leave and he's like Honey, if it's Man Bear Pig and he's already here, we're going to die anyway, so we might as well enjoy ourselves. And then they all get fucking mauled. And it's like, thank you, but you still shouldn't have been shitting on this dude for, you know. I, I don't I know. Like, I need to watch more South Park. That's what I should have done with all this uh, time in the Corona era. I feel like we're all South Park. We we all I think have had our our regrets of things we we thought we would be doing with all this spare time that we haven't been doing. Like I I told myself I was gonna get ahead and read like twenty or thirty fucking books and shit. I don't think I even opened up a single one that I had before this all started. <laughs> I read about like two. I read about uh, two pages of the Divine Comedy, and it was at like three thirty in the morning. That's how that, bored I was. I was like, that that is fucking brave of you. To, yeah, I was to just read reading, some Bible fan fiction. I was reading. I was just like looking through it, and uh, I just closed it. And I was like, I, I'll check it out later. Paradise Lost is the better one, anyway. You read Paradise Lost? Uh, I had to read excerpts of it for honors English. When I remember that, I, was I, I had to read it. Yeah, we had to read it, bits of that, and it was just yeah. It was like so no. fucking dull, but like I don't know. Now that I'm older, I feel like a lot of the books I had to read in school are actually a lot more, like, powerful than I gave them credit for. Like, I remember being a freshman, and Mr. Dines, uh, our summer reading list included The Grapes of Wrath, and, like, being 14 and reading that, I fucking hated it. I thought it was the slowest, dullest, worst fucking book. But now, at 25, when I read it, I'm like, oh my god, farmers, like, literally slaughtering pigs and burying the corpses so they can drive up prices? That's fucking horrifying. Yeah, and and you know, I think it's just like it hit, it hits you like the reality of, like I think just like with more life experience, like books just become some books become better. Yeah, like you can attach to them more because you can kind of better understand what they're trying to say, or at least they remember, speak to you in a different way. Yeah, I remember reading. I think for one class, I read Malcolm X's uh, autobiography. That book was really fucking good. Now that that's something I still gotta fucking, read. That's that, a great. That, it's a great book. That is some real theory right there. Because uh, like yeah. his whole life, his whole life was just like it was. It was just like wild. Like he grew like 
I forget exactly where he grew up, but they had like the clan nearby. They were always just like attacking him, you know, and they had to deal with that. I think his, I think his father died when he was young and that his mother had just had like a mental breakdown, you know, just from all of it. You know what I mean? And then like, so, but still, yeah. And then I think he moved to New York and lived in Boston and was just like, um, it was just like getting by, like just living the life, you know. Yeah. Like involved in like, like a life of crime and shit like that. And then like he went to jail, and then like in jail, like he discovered the like, nation of Islam. Like Mah- it, it, yeah, like yeah. Elijah Muhammad, I believe. And then um, yeah, yeah. Then he came back, and then it's just like he became Malcolm X. Yeah, changed his name, was a speaker, and then uh, and then he went to like converted to real Islam, right? Yeah, he took the hodge. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, and then he came back, and then like, he's like, "Oh shit, we should, uh, we should all love each other." And then, boom, they whacked him. That's a sad fucking story. (laughs) Like for real though, it's it's a tragedy, and it's kind of like there's a beautiful parallel between that and like Martin Luther King Jr. too, where it's like this this reverend who like enters the enters the scene as like this leader of this. Or one of the leaders of this nonviolent movement for civil rights. At the same time, you have people like Stokely Carmichael and Malcolm X who are advocating for more violent reprisals. And just like as time goes on and King gets further and further, like after the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act had passed in like 64 and 65, then the then like the white man, like white people started generally disfavoring King and he started like having to defend more violent acts and saying shit like riots are the voices of the oppressed when they're denied other forms of speaking. Like, he, he was drifting in some ways closer to Malcolm X, and Malcolm X afterwards was drifting closer to King, and they were both killed before either of them could meet in the middle. And it's like one of those fucking tragedies of the 1960s, among many, many others. Yeah, 68 was quite the uh, quite the era. There was like a CNN documentary about it. I remember watching that. It was pretty... Pretty insect because I know Bobby Kennedy died. He was re- running for president, and then Nixon yeah. came in. He Nixon was kind of like the guy that like nobody thought could do it, but then he did because he had like uh, he just came in like silent majority, you know. Yeah, he just came in with like this is my fucking all the this, this is my dog, and I don't care if it violates the emoluments. This dog is in my family now. You can all get fuck off. And apparently that wins voters. You remember that fucking speech? Or, uh, I think we, I think it was talked about in one of our high school history courses. Nixon like got a, got a fucking dog from one of his donors, or his donors vote gave him for gave him a dog, and it was like the real the real issue with it was uh, like n- no one could like keep track of who was donating to the campaign and thus who the big donors were behind Nixon. But like as far as the public were concerned, after Nixon went on stage and was like, "This is my family dog now. You can all get fucked." Uh, was then why should we care about this issue? And then dark money became more of a thing. But yeah, uh, I mean, at 68, what that fucking started with Ted Offensives and Walter Cronkite being like, we were going to lose in Vietnam, and then the fucking Malcolm X died, or not Malcolm X, MLK dying, and then. Robert Kennedy dying, and then the fucking convention, and then Nixon, and shit just got worse from there. 
I mean, you know, shit was already kind of bad, but. Oh, well. We're, we're, I uh. I watching something that was like Frost, Nixon. Yeah, Frost Nixon was, uh, that was what? That was that interview that that reporter had with Nixon where he, like, he finally got Nixon to admit that he was a piece of shit. And, like, it was, they, they did a fucking, they did a, a, what, like a prestige TV biopic or a movie called Frost Nixon, if I recall correctly. Like, humanizes the motherfucker. I don't know. I don't have very kind feelings for any can, American leaders at that point in American Casey, history. Yeah, I can hear Casey, you now. Can you, you, my, yes, I, I can, can hear I you now. I think I was like fading out for like a bit. Uh, yeah, I love with you, you're like still you're still going out Brock in and out Nixon for a bit. I was like watching those interviews and like just seeing Nixon like talk. Oh, wow. I think, like, we're, like, I don't know how we're disconnecting, but. Yeah, this Mike. Sucks. Can you hear me? I can, like, you're, it's, like, uh, I can hear you're trying to say something, but it's, like, going in and out between every word. Like, I can hear, or some, like, very oh, wow. staticky shit. Like, uh, now I can hear you clearly. You can hear me clearly right now. Yes. Okay. I think, like, my iPhone is, like, it's, like, overheating. And, like, I don't know what the issue is. But I think, like, just trying to record, like, do FaceTime and, and like, I guess just talk on the phone. I think it's, like, taking a lot of heat for it. <laughs> no pun uh, intended. Fair. But uh, <laughs> so you can hear me all right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if that's inconvenient for you. Uh, it's all good. But um, I don't know. What was I going to say? I yeah, just something about, like, those Frost Nixons. Like, I was watching some of those speeches, and, like, Nixon was definitely, like, uh, it was in a weird way, he was, de- he was definitely, like, a larger-than-life figure. I don't know, just, like, the, like, just the awkwardness, I guess, and just, like, how good of a politician he was, and just, like, how he talk, but at the same time, it was weird, because, like, he won an election in, like, a, just a total landslide. Like, it was, like, 60-40. It was, like, something that, like, you know, would not happen today. I mean, it wouldn't happen again until Reagan got elected. And definitely doesn't happen now anymore. Yeah. But it's like, just like for the time, like, I think, yeah, just especially now, just in the past 20 years of U.S. political history, it's like each side's going to get like at least like 45, 46% of that vote. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just look at Trump. I think the lowest Trump's approval ratings have ever gone was like, 38 or 42 percent you know like no matter what about a third to about half of the country just that's what they're about yeah it's their it's their guy it's their dude it's he's the man yeah yeah i got we got some i got some hot takes on trump i was actually i was actually supposed to uh i don't know if we're still supposed to but me and my co-host on parallax views are supposed to interview barbara moore who was supposed to be, the, who was uh, this like playboy bunny who had an affair with Trump and who described him in the bedroom as a conscientious lover, I think. Like, completely opposite what you would typically assume a narcissist like Trump would be in the bedroom is apparently her attestation of him. And I just <laughs> want to know more about that. Trump the 
lover. Trump the this and that. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a dichotomy there. He's human. And he's still a, bizarre, a piece of shit. He's a bizarre guy. I think, um... I think just, like... I don't know. I think, like, whatever uh, he's doing, it's, like, with, like... When he, like, will attack people and stuff to give them nicknames, it's very uh, effective... And there's it's, there's definitely something calculated behind that. Oh yeah, I cannot wait to for the next like three to six months of hearing about Sleepy Joe. Yeah, he awesome. always gives he always gives him a nickname and he sticks to it. And like I've like seen like just debate clips and stuff like that. Just like I think like just on the fly, like his ability to attack and then just like you know set people like against each other to make like a guy like Jeb Bush, how he just totally like annihilated him. Like, these are professional politicians. These are people that have been in the game, like, most of their lives. Like, they have just, you know, the ultimate sleazebag. And then try, and th- that guy just shows up and just, like, outclassed them all. Like, there's something, like, there where, like, you're just like, how? But at the same time, you're just like, yeah, he's like, it's. I guess it's just like a New York kind of, like, cockiness. Yeah, there's a, plus he's, like, he's really good at, like, He's really good at playing to the crowd, if that makes any sense. Like, he reminds me of, like, some ancient Roman orator that's just able to whip the crowd into a frenzy to start burning down the city. Cicero. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, somebody, like... Wrestling. That's where that comes from. Pro wrestling. Yeah, like, for real, though. And I I invite the day when Dwayne The Rock Johnson can run as the president of the United States. And, uh... Well, at this point, probably I would, too. Rock and sock. Yeah, the people's president. People's champ. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, you on, guys uh on. you guys interviewed you guys interviewed a um the Green Party most likely candidate for president. Well, the the most likely candidate for the Green Party, I'm pretty sure they still have a primary process they're going through, but the presumptive nominee uh that's a phrase I'm increasingly starting to hate is uh, Howie Hawkins. We interviewed him. He's like, he was one of the founders of the Green Party way back when, in the 1980s, I think. And he has like a long and storied history of activism and and, uh, organizing. He hasn't been involved in the Green Party, I think, in a better part of a decade. But he came back for this because uh, the the whole point of the Green Party presidential campaign, and and large part, always has been a large part of it, was... uh, to 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 get enough of a percentage of people to vote for it that by law they have to get some federal funding and with federal funding then they can like run more local candidates more effectively so like that's their whole electoral strategy is to just get is to qualify for that what qualifies them for federal funding is it 10 percent, 15 it's 15 percent. i'm pretty sure national vote right yeah yeah it's it doesn't it does not track to the electoral college because if it did then they would like be functionally impossible for any third party candidate to get anything yeah that's just very like that's just definitely very like um messed up with just like the idea of like federal funding for parties and then like the two parties that like run the game they're just like yeah good luck you're not getting it like the best part is that we're like we're stuck with these two parties and they can create whatever voting mechanisms they want with delegates and primaries and all that shit. But, like, as the Supreme Court has ruled, they're private corporations and the, the central committee of them 
can decide whatever candidate they want for any level, irregardless of <laughs> regardless of whoever gets however many votes. And it's like if they're not even necessarily legally bound to their elector's wishes, then like fuck. Like what what do they even represent then? I mean, I got some thoughts on what they do, but I'll save that to myself for now. <laughs> I'd, I'd say it's just like out of the like the federal funding thing. It's it's yeah, it definitely shows that there's just like it's definitely it's a game, the political game that everybody's playing. But I think it's another thing too. It's like Amer. I think like the U.S. just like Americans, like we like to see um, we like to see like the top two. We like to see like a win. You win or you lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, like, soccer has ties. We're like, tie? You know, like, zero, zero. It's just like, we're like, this is this was so Fuck lame, that you know? noise. We, we do sudden death then. You yeah, fight until you sudden die. Death. That's, we like to see somebody win and then somebody lose. Like, just, you know, look at baseball. Look at, you know, I mean, football has ties rare. Very rare for NFL football to have a tie. Hockey has an occasional tie, but basketball, it's win or lose. There's no, you know, boxing, you know, you just fight, they'll you knock someone out or like the judges score it, which that could be, you know, that's, uh, I, they're professional judges, I guess, score it. But even some people say, hey, you pay a judge well enough, pay a fighter, throw the fight. That's always talked about. Like, wasn't that the whole point behind, like the whole pathos behind that last scene in Rocky where like the judges give it to Apollo, but Rocky is really the winner? Yeah, or something. I yeah. was like... The Cinder- a Cinderella story is a better boxing movie, anyway. Yeah, never seen it, but I'll have to. Uh, it's like it's a about, film recommendation. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm pretty sure it's set during the Great Depression, so like, it's got some like, it's got some trauma in it. It's worth watching though. It's got some pathos, some heart. At least if you like boxing movies. We're all about heart on the. Uh on the Stoochcast, all about heart, all about beer, all about good uh, piata. You know, Italian street food, pasta with mm-hmm. Alfredo sauce, very good. I'm just shouting out people to shout them out. Casey, sometimes I get emails on the podcast for jokes, and I'm going to check and see if there is one. Oh, jokes, dear. comments, anything. I... We're, 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 about to get, we're about to get some hot takes. I don't and... think there are any. Oh, oh no! I see nothing, nada. Oh, our, your your listeners have have failed us. I know they just you, you fuckers got to do better. Stoochcast at gmail dot com for all the for all the scoop. Like for God's sakes, people, we expect more out of you. There's a segment here I like to do. It's uh, weird news, so I'll just find a headline. I don't know if it's true or not. The headline, it's just, to me, I think it's kind of funny. So I'll read it. And then I mean, read really, some of the articles. really any news that comes out of Florida would probably suffice. Uh, it's just, a lot of it is Florida. There's a lot, no doubt. It's yeah, a fun state. Fun factoid, actually. Uh, it's not necessarily because Florida invites all the crazy people, although I do think there is something to that. It's because they have press laws that allow people to report on crimes earlier than usual. Or to report on CV like recordings and shit, so they get they get news about crazy shit that the police have to deal with sooner than any other place in the country. 
And so that's why we always hear about Florida man stories. <laughs> you know the band Ween? No, I don't. It's like they're the band that did Ocean Man. Like if you ever watch like that SpongeBob SquarePants movie, that's what they play at the end. It's just Ocean Man, and it's like oh. real like. So there's like I always think like Florida Man. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a dumb, it's a dumb joke. Hey man, so you just keep pumping them out there, and sooner or later one will stick. Some somebody will laugh. Here's this for a joke uh, that I discovered. What do Mexico and Canada have in common? They both border stupidity. Oh, that's a low. There you blow. go. That's a low blow. It's a low blow. Right into right into Florida. They're the penis of our country. <laughs> the dick that we just let flop out. Just big floppy, big floppy Florida cock. All right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a, I'll, I have a article headline here. It says here: Attorneys arrested and charged with capital murder solicitation after trying to kill a fellow attorney. All right, so praxis. That's uh, that's objectively good. I am, I am all for this. <laughs> no, uh, wow. I, what did they? They solicited someone to kill another dude. I mean, if yeah, you're a lawyer, I'd imagine it's like a, a, a murder and a attorneys, killer attorneys. So watch out for them. That, that's that's like literally the most terrifying thing I can imagine. No, uh, like they're attorneys, though. Like, shouldn't they already know the rules of the game well enough to get away with any fucking crime? You would think. Guess not. Mm, I, I guess they'll get not... the. I guess anyone can pass the bar exam nowadays. All right, here's one. Huge owl hatches chicks outside man's window. Aww. Now the brood watches TV with them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's just sweet. That's a pleasant one. I wish I had yeah. owl friends. I like, I was a fucking I like an cat owl friend, girl. too. I know. They like they just sound so... Like real Harry Potter vibes. Like, you know, like, bring yeah. me shit. It'd always be Huin and Han. Well, mostly Huin. <laughs> All right, that was a good joke. There's, uh, there's, uh, yeah. shit. Uh, it's Queen Elizabeth II once hid in a bush to avoid Buckingham Palace guest. Now, bush is capitalized, so is that a president? Like she was literally hiding behind the CIA director. Being like, can you kill this guy if he gets too close? Uh, I could uh, that, that, that that humanizes someone that I otherwise genuinely fucking despise. Um, I could totally see myself doing that anyway. In fact, I'm pretty sure I have done something like that. Not hiding behind a president, but uh, oh, speaking of President Bush. Um, you remember the dude during his presidency that, like, threw a shoe at him when he was in Iraq? Yeah, like, some Iraqi guy. Yeah, yeah, like, he was real pissed at him. And, uh, a couple years later, uh, the dude was invited to a party among some, like, uh, big political movers and shakers in the new regime in Iraq. 
and they unveiled a fucking statue of a shoe for him. And it's like the most Chad <laughs> shit ever. That's like... Uh, he's, I guess he's a local hero there. That's I mean, his claim to fame. He probably has a podcast called The Shoe with... I don't know. With like memory TV and shit. <laughs> Here's a good one. Domino's Pizza Delivery Man fired for swearing at teenagers for not getting tipped. Relatable? Like, hold on. This motherfucker got fired for doing what I've always dreamed of doing? Yes, it looks like, you know... Saying what's really on your mind does get you fired. I mean, still, maybe those boomers have a point. Those teenagers sound like snowflakes. Booyah. Mic drop. Oh, there's a big, there's a big one. North Korean regime finally admits Kim Jong-un cannot magically bend time and space. Okay, revisionist bullshit. He absolutely can. Kim Jong-un noted demigod. Um, so I guess they're still maintaining the idea. The official party line is that Kim Jong-un does not take shits. Like, which is, uh, he cannot, he cannot bend space and time, but he has no asshole either, so. Well, he could also, uh, every time he goes on the golf course, he gets 18 holes in one. That's, I mean, I'd believe it. Assuming it's Kim Jong-il? But I assume like father, like son, you know? I mean, exactly. That shit's gotta be genetic. My dad was bad at playing golf, so I'm bad at playing golf. That's got to be how it works. Here's what it says. Cops charged with sneaking into closed park and lying about it. Uh-oh. What do they do in the park? They're there to get drugs? Is it drugs? Officer, were you doing drugs? Drugs that you took earlier today? Buddy. That is man, it's actually a real fucking thing, though. Like that, people don't like to talk about that. The yeah, evidence locker is a noted source of an awful lot of drug uh, drug dealers. Oh. Uh, let's see. Man gets girlfriend congratulations cake after she finally farts in front of him. Aw, see, relationship goals. That's just a sweet story. That's what for the, uh, that's what for the books. That's what for the, for the net, for the gram. That's a gram pick. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I wanted to help you along in this bit and went to the mirror.uk, which is otherwise a website I would never visit in my life. And, uh... A woman transforms her boring beige home into a rainbow paradise, but neighbors hate it. And looking at the picture, I would hate it too. It's like all purple and yellow, and it's like the ugliest colors you could choose to paint a house. Oh my fucking god! Sounds like looks like Advent or Lent. One of the yeah, two. yeah. I forget which one? Which one do you wear the purple for again? Uh, it's been so long. I think Advent. It, I, I, I'm purple, a terrible purple fucking candles. Catholic. I know we're bad. I'm a bad Catholic too. I mean, I, honestly, this house looks like a poorly designed Easter egg. What's another good one? Women refuses to go on family walks after they invent disgusting poop tag game. <laughs> I mean, how else do you get the kids to pick up after the dog? Whammy. Like for real though, kids are fucking stupid. You gotta trick them into doing shit. 
Let me see if I can find one more. It's tough. There's not a lot of weird news with Corona, although over Memorial Day weekend, I saw a lot of people out and about. Oh, yeah. Oh, people yeah. They're getting sick of it. They're getting sick of staying home. Everybody is. My favorite people are the um, are the people that tell everybody to wear a mask, and then they go out and they don't wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. Which I'll admit, <laughs> I'm not above. Uh, how else am I supposed to smoke if I wear a mask? But uh, Facts. But at the end of the day, I also don't you go have out. A health, you have a good health reason. Do I do. I do. It, it's actually come out. It's probably been refuted by now, but there are some studies in France that came out saying that smokers have less serious symptoms with coronavirus, and whether that's because of, like, some random fucking only so many smokers that happen to have that benefit are getting it because there's such a small portion of the population, or if it's because smoking actually makes you feel better for coronavirus, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, apparently dying from lung cancer is a little better than dying from pneumonia. Boom. Boom. Here's what it says. Uh, let me see. Oof, here's a good one. Sheriff, West Virginia man gouges out neighbor's eyes over a loud rooster. Oh, that's God. Sick. Now, that's just sick. That That is so, so, I mean... Well, like, how loud was the rooster, though? It's you know, about like one maybe... song. <laughs> yeah, it's, the rooster. It... I forget. I hear it on, like, 105.9 The X. It's some band. Soundgarden sings that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a hot minute since I listened to the radio. It's all Spotify now when I go on the trail. Spotify, baby. Only way to do it. But, uh... I don't know. I could I could empathize with that. You know, if my neighbors kept me up at all hours of the day because their shitty fucking rooster won't shut the fuck up, then you know, I'd probably gouge someone's eyes someone's eye out too. Says here, my own. Uh, try to find one more. Oh boy, it's tough. I mean, there's not a lot of weird. We need the people back out and doing dumb shit. That's why yeah. we would have come back when the dumb shit picks up in the news. Instead of coronavirus, we get give us Florida man, baby. Yeah, I just want to hear about how Florida man got arrested for like coughing on ice cream or whatever. Uh, that's dark. That one's dark. I can't read that. Oh, oh god. This one, there's one like, uh, llama. Antibodies could help fight coronavirus. Study finds. Llamas are truly the best of our domesticated friends. I guess the wool mask could work. Have you ever seen the Emperor's New Groove? Like, those fuckers have to be... Yeah, exactly. Those guys just have to be nice. They're very kind and uh, compassionate. Yes. They spit on you, too, right? That's just them telling you they love you. That's a stereotype. A rude one. Well, them and camels. The camels are shittier. Camels. Yeah. Although camels are better than horses. Horses are just dumb motherfuckers that have no right to exist. Horses been been whack. Except Secretariat. Secretariat, great horse. One of the greatest. Yeah, I'll give you that. There we go. Hong Kong shop. 
offers tear gas flavored ice cream. Oh, that's that's oppressive. I mean, tear gas doesn't. Well, I mean, it smells bad, but like you get used to it. <laughs> you may not want to lead the kind of life where you do get used to tear gas, but uh, you know, could be worse. Nothing a bottle of water can't help you with. We Hundreds of goats escape and run wild in East San Jose neighborhood. Probably the most lively thing to happen in San Jose in a decade. Nice. Fair. It's a, you know, it's a boring city. Yeah, it's just, you, you know, they always go like, what, a couple miles up the road to the silicon stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. That's all there is to do there. Um, I know I've done like three or four more, but I'm going to try to find the, uh, the penultimate, the last one. Mother sends son to buy groceries. He returns with wife. What? That's like really a long time. How old was this son? Was he 11? Then he came back at 32. So, like, is it like my dad who went out for cigarettes and never came back? He's actually just trying to get a wife, too? Who knows? Apparently, I have hope now. There you go. That's all That's all we need. And that hey, is... Yeah, go on. And that is weird news. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. But that's up to the listeners to decide. I mean, that, it, I, no matter what, it's fucking weird. There you go. It's quirky. It's something you don't expect. It's like one of those radio segments. Someone will just read off, like on like a morning zoo show. Just dumb shit. There's probably a whole segment. Oh, Florida man. That's <laughs> hey, a whole Florida subsection. Yeah. I'm pretty well, sure there is, at least on uh, there's some fucking local radio station. Although it's all owned by fucking Radio Hard or whatever. I uh, Heart Radio. Yeah. So, but uh, all yeah, the media yeah. is owned by like seven companies. <laughs> yep, Sinclair and fucking iHeartRadio and you know whatever. But uh, there there's definitely one station and one host that there is a legit like Florida man just like weekly segment. Oh yeah, okay. probably all the all the material. Yeah, exactly. Like the stories literally write themselves. Yeah. Casey, okay, so any final words? Uh, if you want to listen to my somber voice, uh, again, I would recommend you go to another podcast I'm on, Parallax Views with JG Michael. You can find it on Podbean. If you're feeling extra generous with your money, subscribe to the Patreon to get some bonus episodes where I, uh, where I talk with JG and I'm a bit more, uh, vociferous, I suppose. Other than that, uh, stay safe, stay strong, and fucking don't die of coronavirus. Be a shitty way to go. Deciferous. That's the word of that's the word of the day. Uh, well, <laughs> we should have like a little graphic go above my head. I remember like <laughs> I'd watch like Bill O'Reilly sometimes just to laugh, you know, when he used to yeah. have the show and he was number one and uh Oh, that feels like I, a lifetime ago. I liked, I just liked what I watched. I, him and Keith Olbrin used to have like a beef. They'd beef like every night. I just liked O'Reilly's like 
just swagger of him being like, that's why I like Col- Stephen Colbert's character so much because it just played off that. Now there's nobody that's good at doing that. And I miss that. I mean, now we got like the fucking Ben Shapiro's of the world and it's so fucking dweeby and boring. He's a dork. Isn't yeah, he though? It. I'd probably like to talk. I mean, if I talk to him, I'd probably have a cool conversation. You know, we'd probably get a lot, but it's just like, there's O'Reilly comes in with the, just the big, you know, he's six, four. He comes in with just the big Irish douchey swagger and just know it all. You know, tide goes in, tide goes out. Where is there? That guy isn't around anymore. Cause yeah, he's like wasn't kind he of the, a piece of shit. Wasn't it O'Reilly or was it someone else that was like, no, we'll fucking do it live. Like that was O'Reilly just, classic. Yeah, he's had just classic like all, bits. Yeah. He, he is the meme. He is a meme. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I hate O'Reilly, like, on a personal level, same way I had Ben Shapiro, but fuck, they're entertaining. Same way, Twitter, same way Trump on Twitter can sometimes be entertaining. That's exactly it. That's what makes it... Now it's just... I don't know. There's, there's, there's big gaps. There's big gaps to fill in the troll department. We need some good good trolls. We don't have yeah. them anymore. Yeah, they, they, come on, people. Uh, sign up for your local trolling course at your community college. Yeah, support local business. <laughs> support your local troll farms. Yeah, there you go. Russian troll, Russian bots. Allegedly, we don't know if that's right. Really. Alle- allegedly, allegedly Russian. I was watching like a thing where like um I forget who it was. I think it was the Economist. They interviewed uh they interviewed Putin, and they were oh, just they... talking to him. And Putin's like a he's a he's a He's a character. I'll give him that. Yeah. He's definitely like I, I've, I've taken I've taken a course on Putin and Russia. Like he is a fucking colorful character. Like some of the questions he'll get asked, he'll start laughing. He'll like, <laughs> like it's weird. He's a weird guy. He's got a strange sense of humor. I think that's what I like about him. I uh, <laughs> and then I'm reminded about like all the terrible shit he does. Yeah, I think he sees himself as like a um. I think he sees himself definitely as like a czar, like like a czar type figure. I feel See, like he would just his thing of Russia would just be like before the revolution, just like maybe like Russian Empire, you know, just yeah. kind of like I think that's what he's seeing, like czars running it and like oligarchs and stuff. I think that's kind of like what Russia is now. You know? I mean, yeah, I think the more Always interesting the, the more interesting thing about Putin's Russia to me is like. Not Putin himself in the same way the most interesting thing about, like, Stalin-era Soviet Union isn't Stalin himself. It's, like, all the various networks that connect the local to the central figure and, like, how it all, like, how how power works in a country so fundamentally different from us. I don't know. I always found that the most interesting thing. Yeah. Be interesting. Have you ever, you ever been to Russia? No, but honestly, that is on my bucket list. You gotta go take a trip. Yeah, for real. I'd love I've to be seen... in Moscow on May Day, like the the fucking parade there with all the fucking ICBMs going down the road, and it's like, wow, yeah, just casual nuclear missile. Yeah, 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 just like casual. Like we could we could like launch us, we could destroy a small nation right now if we wanted to, but instead we're gonna fucking drive it through the streets. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. It was a good chat. It was a pleasure being on. Thank you very much for having me. This is the Stoogecast. You know, you can find it on SoundCloud, iTunes, email the podcast, Stoogecast at gmail.com. I'll have all links posted. I'll have the links to Casey's podcast posted as well. Everyone, take care. Have a good night.
Peace.